Good morning. Good morning. And welcome to First Baptist Church of Norwich. Uh, I have some announcements for us before we get started this morning. Um, first, just a reminder that there is Sunday school starting every morning, every Sunday morning, at 9 a.m. Um, for kids. Yes. Although if, I'm sure, I'm sure if you wanted to do a, some some crafts, um, Mrs. Whiteman would accommodate would accommodate anyone. All right. Um, uh, the next announcement on the back of our bulletins, there's a web link. If you're interested in listening to uh, the sermon, the sermon recordings that the boys do, uh, the Spiegel boys record the, the sermons, record the services. And um, Nicole posts those onto the website that's listed on the back, so you can access that um, if you if you would like to, to hear the, the sermons or if you'd like to share them with somebody else, um, that'd be a great way to do that. Inside your bulletin, you'd also find a an envelope for the World Mission offering. The goal for the World Missions offering is four hundred and fifty dollars. If you're using a check, please make sure there's a notation made for the World Mission Offering, and thank you for the continued support of our missions programs. Uh, another mission that we have going on right now is uh, Saturdays in the Park. Uh, if you would like to volunteer to help with a prayer tent that we're hosting during Saturdays in the Park, if you'd like to help take it up, set it, uh, set it up or take it down, um, hand out some business cards from 8 to 12 p.m. on 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. on Saturday, October 23rd is the next time you can talk to Linda about that. Uh, and then today we have a special event going on. You are invited to, to share with us the joy of welcoming and celebrating in a service of installation for the Reverends Michael and Nancy Krems as pastors of First Baptist Church, Norwich, New York. This afternoon, 2 o'clock, a reception will follow the service. So please come on, uh, please come on down. Welcome them both to our church and to the community. Cal. Yes. Linda has an addition to her announcement. Linda, you have an addition to the announcement? About uh, About anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just, it was Linda Gwynn. Just Linda. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, all right. Yeah, Linda Gwynn is the one who's uh, to talk about for the prayer tent. All right, anything else for the good of the order this morning? Then let's get started. We are going to... Yeah. Let's hope it works. Uh, let, okay, Marsha's expressing some, some uh, hopeful optimism here. So uh, we're going to start with the chorus number one, which is, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. No thing can compare. You're our living hope. Your presence, Lord. I've tasted and seen. The sweetest of loves Where my heart becomes free And my shame is undone Your presence, Lord Holy Spirit, you are welcome here Come Your glory, God, is what 
second chorus this morning is printed in your bulletin on the insert it is seek ye first let us join together in the call to worship which is found printed in your bulletin and also on the screen I will extol you O Lord for you have drawn me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me O Lord my God I cried for you for help and you have healed me O Lord you have brought up my soul from Sheol you have restored me to life from among those who go down to the pit. Sing praises to the Lord, O you his saints, and give thanks to his holy name. For his, his anger, anger is but, but a for moment, a moment, and his, and his favor, favor is, is for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. And now let's read the invocation together. Praise the Lord, your mercies are new every morning. Praise the God of creation. Praise the God of our redemption. We gather together to celebrate the wonderful things that he has done. 
We praise the Lord. His mercies are everlasting to everlasting. Help us, O Lord, to walk in reverence to you, to be obedient to your will, O God, and love as you have loved. Amen. All right, next we're going to stand up again and we're going to sing a hymn, All People That On Earth Do Dwell. joys and concerns. For Alan, as he travels uh, up here from North Carolina today. To visit or I assume help you with things or? All in one couple of days. I have one of both. Um, last week we prayed for my neighbor, Felicity, who had problem, her baby prematurely. She is home and recovering. Um, her baby is still in the hospital, but he's been downgraded to just a regular nursery. So it's day by day until he gets to come home, but he's doing very well. Um, also a prayer for, um, over this weekend I was of the passing of our former secretary, Edie Smith. Um, there will not be services for her, but I was told by the family that we can um, let the church know of her passing. I'd like to ask prayers for just all those sick and suffering throughout the world and for continued peace and strength for a loved one of mine who's uh, lost his older brother. So thank you guys. This isn't a, well it is a joy. Um, um, just in case you wonder you know, if I fell through the cracks, uh, this will be my last Sunday here. It was great to be a part of you. Um, I, I inherited my mom's home in Florida, so that's where I'll be spending the rest of the year. So it's good to see all of you. God bless. Prayers for Rosemary Larson, who has some medical appointments this week. Brother Dan Spencer. Prayers for the missionaries and their families in Haiti that I heard were kidnapped yesterday. It's a joy, as some of you might have heard me with my outburst. I apologize, but I don't apologize. <laughs> um, I'm sure you all will give 
a woman named Katrina, a nice First Baptist welcome, as always. And uh, we just haven't seen her in a while, and I was overjoyed. I'll let you find that out where she is. Oh, she won't identify herself? Okay, um, thank you. Um, I'd like to remind everyone, too, that um, prayer will be available after the service. If you have, have any specific need or want to even uh, stand in for anybody else, um, the pastor will uh, be happy to pray for you at the altar. Let us uh, come together before the Lord in prayer. Lord, we just give you all the thanks and praise this morning. We look forward to um, uh, the fall foliage and the colors that have been around us for the last few weeks, Lord, and we just thank you for your changing seasons. Um, we ask that you continue to be with those we love and care about. We thank you for the blessings of um, Felicity coming home, and we ask for your continued care to her child and that he might uh, be joined by his mother's, come join his mother soon. We thank you for the um, example and the hard work of Edie Smith. We thank you for her years as service to First Baptist Church. We ask that you continue to be with Nick's uh, friend and his family upon the death of his brother. And we ask that you continue to be with um, Rosemary, as she um, goes for a test, Lord, I pray I come against any confusion or um, discouragement she might have um, as she approaches her health. Lord, I just pray that um, your angels will continue to minister her to her, as well as to uh, Dan Spencer, Lord. Uh, we just thank you that your angels have been with him. Lord, there is much going on in the world, Lord, and we uh, ask that you continue to be with um, those around the world who may put themselves in danger, uh, whether it be um, our military. Um, Lord, we thank you uh, that you have called our people home from several countries, Lord, and we just ask that you continue to be with those who remain. And we ask that you be with the uh, diplomats and others who um, continue to um, serve the United States around the world. We ask that you be with those in the mission field, Lord, those we know and those we might not know, Lord, especially those in Haiti. We ask that you continue to um, just strengthen them um, and bring their release, Lord. We declare their release from um, the terrorists who have kidnapped them, and we just pray for their protection. Lord, we glory in your presence with us, Lord, and we thank you um, for this opportunity to serve you. We ask especially for your blessing at the Saturday in the park, Lord. We thank you for the blessing uh, a couple of weeks ago, Lord, and the people that we met and the witness we were able to give to the community of Norwich. And we pray that you strengthen us um, for the weeks and the months ahead. We ask all these things in Jesus Christ's name, who taught us to pray, say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Alleluia.
kids would please come forward. something out, whatever you would like to pick out. Ooh. This looks like a sun, doesn't it? Here, pass that around so everybody can see it. Yeah, that is. A, does it shake? Can he shake it? Does it have little flakes? Oh no, it's just like a little sun. You know, Jesus says, "I am the light of the world." And when I look at this, I think of the sun. Um, Pastor Mike and I have been away, uh, unscheduled, quite a bit the last few weeks. And we just got back from Vermont camping. And um, it's a real blessing um, because you don't, if you're really a normal human being, you don't go camping the third week of October. Um, but we were blessed with a lot of sunshine. We even got into Lake Champlain. We took a polar dip in Lake Champlain. Um, but we were very blessed that week to watch the sun come up in the morning over Lake Champlain. And we had some beautiful sunrises. And when I look at, at uh, God's creation at times like this and think of all the things he's created, but especially the sun, I remember how important it is that it's our, we wouldn't be alive, right, without the sun. So I also feel, too, that we also wouldn't be alive without the Son of God also. Who's that? That's Jesus, right? And Jesus helps us to live just the way the Son helps us to live. And I want to give thanks for both the sun in the sky and the Son, Jesus Christ, who lives in my heart every day. Uh, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for um, your glory and your presence in our lives. We thank you for um, your creation and how um, uh, it has been a blessing to us. And we thank you for your redemption through Jesus Christ. Amen. The hymn is Crown Him with Many Crowns.
scripture lesson this morning comes from 1 Peter 2, 21 through 25. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed, for you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. May God add a special blessing to the hearing and understanding of his holy word. Amen. Good morning. Lovely morning. Uh, the text uh, before us is um, one that I've selected because it speaks of uh, Jesus' death and uh, what was accomplished uh, on the cross of Jesus Christ. And it's a, a beautiful text that uh, tells us, uh, as it says here in, in verse 24, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree uh, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. Uh, by his wounds you have been healed, for you were straying like sheep, but now have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Um, it speaks here uh, of several things. Uh, it speaks not only of uh, your salvation that is ours uh, via the cross of Jesus Christ, uh, but it says as well that, um, that he bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. And then it says, by his wounds you have been healed. It's interesting that uh, you have this contrast between wounds and, uh, and healing. And we know that uh, Jesus Christ himself uh, took on the wounds uh, in his body uh, to allow uh, your uh, redemption and my redemption uh, from sin. That you were redeemed, that your sins were forgiven uh, on the cross of Jesus Christ. And it was by his blood that was shed and by his wounds uh, that you and I have been healed. And we rejoice in that. Uh, we give glory to God. Each of us are here this morning uh, to celebrate not only his death, but of course his resurrection as well. Uh, and so we stand. Uh, we are bathed in the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. Um, through his death on the cross. And uh, this text uh, that is spoken of here from 1 Peter uh, is also spoken of in the book of Isaiah. Uh, and I'm going to turn to that and share with you from the book of Isaiah as well. Uh, this is a, a text that I'm sure you've heard before because it's mentioned several times in the New Testament and perhaps uh, you're familiar with it too from, uh, from, the, uh, from Isaiah. And this, uh, recognize here that this was, this was a prophetic verse about the coming of the Messiah, uh, Jesus Christ. And so when we hear this text, uh, think in this frame that uh, some 600 years and earlier before Jesus Christ was even born, 
that this prophetic word went forth about the nature and the character and the sacrifice of the Messiah. And so Isaiah is speaking here. Uh, I'm going to start um, in verse 3 uh, of chapter 53 of the, uh, in, in the uh, book of Isaiah, uh, where it says, He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. Like one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. By his wounds uh, we are healed. And, and so I'm going to just put, some of you are familiar with that show, uh, Family Feud, and uh, where it says, you know, survey says. And so we're going to do a survey this morning, okay? Um, so just by a show of hands, um, uh, would you agree or disagree? Uh, so I'm going to have, um, you'll have an opportunity to disagree with this as well. Uh, so... Um, the premise before you is, depending on what the churches that you're accustomed to, to being in, um, some churches uh, and their doctrine would maintain that a healing is not for today, that it was dispensational. Dispensational simply means that it was, it was for a former time, uh, but is, it is not something that is available to us today. So, you know, as I read that scripture today, they certainly, uh, churches across the uh, world would agree uh, that Jesus' death on the cross uh, made available to you and I uh, the forgiveness of your sins and mine, that he took upon himself that he is the sin bearer. And um, a dispensational look at this would say that yes, we agree with that, but when it comes to healing, uh, healing would, uh, was something that w was present in the first century with the new church and the apostles, uh, but healing is not uh, for us today, that it would be dispensational. Okay, so with that in mind, all right, uh, here's the survey. Uh, would you agree that uh, healing uh, was, yes, for the first century, but is not available uh, for us today? If you agree with that, uh, simply raise your hand. Any takers for that one? Um, okay, uh, then let's go to the second one. The second one would say that uh, healing uh, is available for us today. Um, and if you agree with that, um, indicate that by raising your hand. Yeah, I, I would say that it's, it's pretty much uh, something <laughs> that is agreed upon. So the first survey says that yes, uh, healing is available for us today. So uh, along that, that premise, um, let me read another text to you. Um, and this text is going to be from our friend James. And um, You'll find, if you want to follow along with me in this, this is going to be in your pew Bibles on James. In James, we're going to read uh, from chapter 5, which is found on page 1885 in your pew Bibles. And again, you're probably familiar with this text too. Um, and it reads as follows. 
Is any one of you in trouble? He should pray. Is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise. I'm in verse 14. Is any one of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you might be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. And, and so we, we get here a sense that uh, the church's place uh, is, an, is an ongoing um, ministry of prayer, uh, that you and I are encouraged uh, to pray for one another and in some circumstances uh, to uh, call upon the elders of the church uh, to anoint someone with oil and to uh, offer a prayer of faith. And in that prayer of faith, uh, our prayer is that that person uh, is healed. Uh, you know, it's interesting that uh, in, in my uh, whatever uh, 30, 40 years as a Christian, uh, I, I came to the Lord quite late in life. Um, and, and since then, uh, there were several times that um, uh, God has, has kind of um, encouraged me to pray fervently for, for someone's condition. Um, and I, I remember one situation where I prayed for someone uh, who had back trouble. He was going for back surgery. And really, I, I, uh, I prayed fervently for this person with him and his wife. They were both present. And um, I didn't uh, see, uh, you know, the prayer of faith uh, is really that we're looking for something uh, that is not seen, and we're trying to bring something that is not seen into the world that is seen. And uh, I was praying in faith for this person, person and, but I didn't see uh, <clears throat> an immediate outcome uh, for his back, <clears throat> his back situation. And uh, he went on to, to have the surgery. But it was interesting that the doctor remarked uh, that after the surgery, the doctor said to him, you know, I've never had a surgery like this before where I went right in, and, and, and when I um, made the incision with the scalpel, uh, I knew immediately what needed to be done. Oftentimes, I have to go in, and I have to look around and, and look at the situation, and um, then I'll know where it is that I need to make uh, further surgery. Uh, but in this case, he said, I no sooner made the incision, and right there, right before my eyes, was the trouble area uh, in your spine that needed to be corrected, and I removed that growth, and uh, the surgery was successful. So I'm saying that there's a way that God answers prayers. My, my, my idea of an answered prayer in that situation was he wouldn't need surgery. Uh, but God's idea was different on that. And he went on for the surgery, and um, uh, but it made the surgery um, much more uh, successful uh, in terms of the surgeon's uh, perspective. Uh, and so I offer that up because um, I want immediate results. <laughs> you know, we are in the fast food era. We want to see things uh, right now. Um, I want to have my um, Happy Meal now, uh, and, I, and I want to eat it now. Uh, I don't want to wait for it, okay? And, and I think this is an attitude that carries over to a, a lot of our, um, our Christianity, in fact. Um, and so I think that th the trouble I have is, is that uh, sometimes when uh, I see like healing evangelists on the TV, uh, uh, sometimes the healing evangelists or healers uh, that, are, that are called to be healers, 
that they seem to be making demands on God. And I have a little trouble with that uh, type of approach. I think what it is that, um, I think we have to look at this whole healing perspective from where is it that disease came from? Okay, we have to really be clear in our minds on that, number one. Okay, so, um, survey says, all right, uh, let's have some suggestions here on where is it that disease and illnesses come from. Any suggestions out there? Anyone? Nick? From the devil. Uh, any other suggestions? I, can't, I didn't hear that. We're all giving choices. Uh, and would you, would, could you care to say more about that? Pardon? Yes, thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Yes, we certainly have a responsibility for our health. There's no question about that. You need to exercise, you need to eat right. Uh, these are all things that we're encouraged to do. Yes, Nick? Yeah, temptation, right? Yes, that has a lot to do with our diets. And so I think, you know, with respect to uh, this aspect, we need to be clear that, you know, what happened in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve? Uh, uh, were Adam and Eve, were they sick at any time? No, they weren't. Things were perfect in paradise. And, and things will be perfect in paradise that you and I are called to as believers in Jesus Christ when you go home. Uh, things will be perfect there. We're told in Revelation, we're told, through, told throughout Scripture that you and I uh, will not experience uh, sickness or disease uh, in paradise. Uh, we won't experience it in the Millennial Kingdom. We, you won't experience it uh, upon your arrival uh, to be with the Lord. So, so what I'm saying here is that in terms of what we need to be clear on is that uh, from the fall that disease and illness came into our, our lot. That since the fall of Adam and Eve that you and I are subjected uh, to all kinds of illnesses to all kinds of diseases. Uh, and so those illnesses and diseases, as Nick shared, uh, are from the enemy. They're not something, I, I just want to make this clear here, that uh, the sicknesses that you and I are exposed to, uh, that they are not something from God. God isn't giving you a disease. He's not giving you an illness that you may have a disease or an illness, but that illness is uh, from uh, the enemy. That illness is something, I mean, if, let me put it this way. If, if disease and illness is from God, if you look at it that way, if God has given you a disease or an illness, then you better not go to the doctor for it. Right? Because, because, you, God has given it to you, then why would you want to, want to get better? If God has given you that disease or illness, then don't go to the doctor. Uh, you should really uh, continue in that illness without any treatment uh, because God has given it to you. Okay, but obviously no, nobody does that. You get sick, you go to the doctor, okay? And, and so we're saying, what I'm trying to impress here is that uh, God is good, uh, disease and illnesses are bad, uh, but we all have them from time to time. Uh, and, and it's even what, I think this is made clear too from uh, 2 Corinthians, I, I believe uh, it's chapter 12. We all know about his thorn in the flesh, Paul. Paul and his thorn in the flesh. So I'm just going to read that from, from, you don't have to turn there, I'm just going to read this. He says uh, in 2 Corinthians, Paul says this, Okay, he says uh, in verse 5 of chapter 12 of 2 Corinthians, he says, 
I will boast about a man like that, but I will not boast about myself except about my weaknesses. Uh, verse 6, even if I should choose to boast, I would not be a fool because I would be speaking the truth. Excuse me. But I refrain, so no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say. Verse 7, to keep me from becoming conceited because of these surpassing great revelations, there was given me a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. To torment me. I'm just going to stop there. When he says that he's been tormented, or that he's got a thorn in his flesh, who is it that he says it's from? Satan. It's from Satan. He's, he, he's very, very clear about this. He's not saying that God gave this to him. He's saying that, that Satan gave me a thorn in the flesh. And he says, eight, verse 8, three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. Uh, that is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So, um, Jesus himself told Paul, when he was presented with a thorn in the flesh, that my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness that there are illnesses that you and I, and diseases that you and I have, that by the grace of God, uh, you will be healed from. Uh, but there are illnesses and diseases that you will have uh, that, um, God forbid, that you won't be healed from. And God may, um, and that disease or illness may be something that the Lord uh, uh, will take you home with, whatever that may be. Uh, but recognize here that whether the bottom line, I think, when it comes to healing, and, and, I, and I think that the encouragement that we have here, let me, let me show you with this, this from, from Mark. This is from the end of chapter Mark. Now, there's always this distinction, and you'll find it in your Bibles. This is on page 1585 in your Pew Bibles. There's always this distinction that says the earliest manuscripts and some other ancient witnesses do not have Mark 16, 19, excuse me, Mark 9 through 20. I'm going to read that, okay? Uh, but, okay, I'll read it. <laughs> when Jesus rolls, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start later on in this. This is the Great Commission from Mark. He says in verse 15, he says, he said to them, go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on on." on they will place their hands on sick people, and they will get well. After the Lord had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven. He sat at the right hand of God. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere, and the Lord worked with them and confirmed his words by the signs that accompanied it. There's this controversy about Mark uh, 16 in the end of, end of the book, and and you can look into that controversy uh, yourself. But uh, what Mark is saying here, uh, he's simply saying what it is that's been preached throughout the Bible, that you and I have a responsibility to preach the gospel and, and to uh, heal the sick. Uh, and as an encouragement, as an encouragement to, to simply do what it is that God has shared with you and I to do, uh, recognize that uh, all of the healings that you and I have heard of, uh, they may be minor healings, you may have had a headache, you've prayed and God has healed you of a headache. Maybe a major thing, 
something that maybe you were scheduled for surgery and um, you prayed or someone prayed for you and you were healed and you didn't have to have the surgery. We all have heard stories like that. I've experienced stories like that. Um, and what it is that I sense that the Lord would have for us today is not to stop praying. Whatever it is that you may be experiencing, know, number one, that God is good. And what you are experiencing is something that God has not given to you. That is, it is a disease, it's a sickness, it's something uh, that is from the enemy. And we need to pray for you. And you may be healed, you may not be healed, but what we're encouraged simply to do uh, is to pray for one another. In fact, that text from James says, uh, you know, confess your sins to one another that you may be healed. That there's some relationship here uh, between sin in your life and in my life that may be a barrier to your prayers for healing, whether it be for yourself or for someone else. And so, um, I don't know when that was, I think the only time I've ever prayed, I've confessed my sins to somebody else, it's either been directly to the Lord or I've done it in a small group setting. I, I meet regularly with with two other people, uh, almost on a weekly basis. Um, and we confess our sins to one another. And I'm, what I'm offering up and suggesting is, is that available to you? Do you have a small group that you are part of where you can confess your sins to one another? Uh, and this is something that we're encouraged to do, not only to be free of the sin guilt, but we're also encouraged to do that because there may be something that is interfering uh, with our prayers for healing. And we want to see uh, God heal you. We want to see God heal me. We want to see God healing uh, because he is our healer. He is, as it says in the Old Testament, um, he's Jehovah the healer, Jehovah Rapha, and he's the God who heals. And, um, and so um, I'll just close with this from Daniel. Uh, Daniel tells us this, and Daniel is, um, uh, I'm going to be reading from, um, uh, from when Daniel is um, sharing with us from the uh, the experience in the Bible when, um, there we go, we're getting there. The experience in the Bible where uh, Daniel, uh, with the, the men who were in the, um, the fiery furnace. I'm going to start with, um, this is chapter 3 of Daniel. And you've heard all the, these verses before. And uh, this is the, uh, the, the, the response of Shadrach, uh, Meshach, and Abednego it's in verse thir 13. Furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar subbed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king, and Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship? the image of gold I have set up. And then he goes on here and he, and he makes the fire hotter and then he asks this question, Nebuchadnezzar says, then, then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? And 16, verse 16, it says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it and he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold 
you have set up. And you know the outcome of this is that there was someone who was walking along in that fire with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and it was probably a, a, the presence of uh, Jesus Christ himself. And so um, when it comes to healing, I, I think the bottom line is this. Whether God heals me or not, I'm not going to serve another God. I'm not going to doubt. I'm not going to doubt God and his healing power. That's the temptation all of us have. Is when God doesn't heal us, there's a temptation there. Okay, I doubt God and his healing power. I have to be careful myself not to doubt God and his healing power because my doubt or unbelief may interfere with my prayers for you and the healing that you may need or, or your prayers for me and the healing that I need. So uh, let's, um, let's just close in prayer, shall we? Father God, we, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. Uh, we thank you, Lord, that you are our healer. And uh, whatever it is that we're experiencing, we know that there ultimately uh, that there is healing that awaits all believers uh, upon our death and upon our uh, resurrected bodies uh, that are going to be with the Lord uh, someday. And uh, so we thank you, Lord, uh, for your touch in our lives. We thank you, of course, that you've healed us uh, of our sin. You've taken the sin debt, sin debt away from us. And, you, and John the Baptist said plainly about you that you, uh, that you are the one who takes away the sin of the world. And Lord, we're forever thankful for that. Uh, but we're also thankful too, Lord, that it's your desire uh, to bring healing in our midst. And so we pray for your Holy Spirit uh, to simply do that today and every day as we pray for another, one another, as we confess our sins with, with, to one another. Uh, we, we, Lord, we just want to bring you glory in all it is that we do and say. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. The final hymn is Take Time to Be Holy. <laughs>